Hello and welcome to this Grace Baptist Mission Media podcast. You're going to hear Serving Today, a program for pastors and church leaders. If you're involved in discipling others or perhaps you teach the Bible one-to-one or in a small group, Serving Today will be relevant for a wide range of believers. Welcome to Serving Today, the program for pastors and church leaders. This is Andrew Cook. It's great to be together once again. Christian Basics, more on the Bible's teaching about Christ's resurrection. I'm sure you'd agree that many of the things that happen to us during the course of our lives aren't particularly significant because they're just ordinary events. Yet by contrast, there are other things, perhaps not a huge amount, but they have had a profound effect on our lives. As I think over my own life, there have been some major events that affect me even now, years afterwards. For example, the fact that I spent the first 16 years of my life growing up in a different country to the one where I now live, or the day I got married, What a wonderful change took place as I was united to my wife and that's had a significant effect on our lives for just over 30 years now. There are several other things I could mention but even if I included them all in a list then it probably wouldn't be a very long one. And it's at this point that we see a marked difference between us and the Lord Jesus Christ because absolutely everything in his life was of major significance not only for him but for the rest of us as well. Everything he did, everything he said, everything he accomplished was important. Nothing was trivial or worthless, but was significant and of great value. Now in recent programmes here on Serving Today, we've seen how this was true with regard to the death of Jesus on the cross. It was a death that had glorious benefits for others. He bore the punishment that his people deserved because of their sins. He did this so that all who trust in him can be forgiven and delivered from God's condemnation and not have to suffer that punishment themselves. It really was the most significant death that has ever taken place. And you'll remember how last time we began looking at the resurrection of Jesus, noting the facts of all that occurred when he rose from the grave three days after he'd been crucified. And because we've seen that everything Jesus did was of major importance, Derek French asked John Hall if he'd begin by helping us to understand the significance of this resurrection. Well, it shows us that he is who he claimed to be, the Son of God from heaven, who is able to save sinners. It puts the seal to his work, demonstrates that he is the one and only Saviour. I sometimes like to see it like this. All other people who have claimed to bring religious truth or to be saviours lie in the grave. Their Mm. bones are rotting. Jesus alone is risen and living, and therefore his claim to be the one and only saviour of men is authenticated by the resurrection, proved to be true. That's quite profound. He is so different from everybody else, isn't he? And that's why I'm a Christian rather than belonging to some other religious faith, Mm. because Mm. Jesus lives, the rest are dead. Well, Derek's going to read to us now Romans chapter 1 and verse 4, where the Apostle Paul is speaking about the Lord Jesus Christ. Through the Spirit of holiness was declared with power to be the Son of God by his resurrection from the dead, 
Jesus Christ our Lord. Truly by his resurrection, Jesus is shown to be the world's saviour, the living Lord. The resurrection shows that he achieved what he said he had come to do, to give his life a ransom for many and to save his people from their sins. And Derek would read to us now from Romans 4 and verse 25, which shows that. He was delivered over to death for our sins and was raised to life for our justification. There we have it, delivered over to death for our sins, but raised so that we could be declared not guilty. The death was sufficient to secure the believer's salvation and the resurrection indicated that the Father had accepted it. John, a different question now, but linked of course. How does the resurrection of Jesus affect the Christian believer spiritually? Well, Derek, it symbolises what happens to the Christian in union with the risen Christ. And if you could read to us now Romans chapter 6, verses 1 to 9. What shall we say then? Shall we go on sinning that grace may increase? By no means. We died to sin. How can we live in it any longer? Or don't you know that all of us who were baptised into Christ Jesus were baptised into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism unto death, in order that, just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. If we have been united with him like this in his death, we will certainly also be united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. Paul has been saying that grace saves, and sin makes grace shine ever more brightly. And so in the introduction, the beginning of Romans 6, his question is, well, does sin matter then in the Christian life? Shall we go on sinning so that grace may increase? No, says Paul, it's impossible, you can't do that. You've not really understood what it is to be a Christian if you think like that. Because as a Christian, you need to realise the vast change that has happened in your life when you became a Christian. And what was that change? Well, that change he outlines has been union with Christ, symbolised by baptism. It means that you're united with Christ in his death. You die to your old way of life. You're buried in baptism, indicating death to the old way of life. And then just as Christ was raised from the dead, we too go on and raised up in our new spiritual life to live a new life. Sin's bondage, its guilt, its power are broken. We no longer need to be slaves to our old sins. But now in union with the risen Christ, we can live to serve and please God. Our union with Christ means that we rise to a new life, symbolising all the change that occurs when we're converted. And so, as we read that passage of Scripture, we all need to ask ourselves, has that change occurred in our life? Are we living a new life in Christ? Derek is now going to read to us from Romans 5 and verse 10. 
For if when we were enemies we were reconciled to him through the death of his Son, how much more, having been reconciled, shall we be saved through his life? Going on with the spiritual benefits to us of his resurrection, we were reconciled to God. We made friends with God through Christ's death. But now as he lives... What the Apostle Paul is saying is that it guarantees our full salvation, makes it certain, sure and exciting. Derek is now also going to read to us from 1 Corinthians 15, 20-25. But Christ has indeed been raised from the dead, the firstfruits of those who have fallen asleep. For since death came through a man, the resurrection of the dead comes also through a man. For as in Adam all die so in Christ all will be made alive. But each in his own turn, Christ the firstfruits, then when he comes, those who belong to him. Then the end will come when he hands over the kingdom to God the Father, after he has destroyed all dominion, authority and power. For he must reign until he's put all his enemies under his feet. He says there Christ is the firstfruits. When you were expecting a large harvest, you gave some of the first crop to God as an indication that all the rest was going to come in too. So Christ has risen as the beginning, the first fruits of a vast army of believers who, like Christ, will be raised from the dead and live with him forever. He goes on to say death came through Adam's sin. All human beings were represented by Adam and die in him. So life and resurrection from the dead comes through one man, Jesus Christ, and all united to him by faith will live and will rise from the dead just as he has risen from the dead. So not only does it apply to us spiritually now that we live a new life, but in the life to come when Christ returns, we shall also have a risen living body like Christ's. It's important that we believers see the great power at work in us, causing us to believe and to bring us to glory to bring us to that glory when we're risen and like Christ. And Paul wants our eyes to be open to the understanding of that. And Derek's now going to read to us Ephesians 1, 18-20. I pray also that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you, the riches of his glorious inheritance in the saints, and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is like the working of his mighty strength, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead and seated him at his right hand in the heavenly realms. There you have it, believer. The power that is at work in you, if you're a believer, that has brought you to faith in Christ is the same sort of power which God exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead. Have you pondered that? It obviously has to be, because he goes on in Ephesians 2 to give us an example of the power. He says, look, you were dead in your trespasses and sins, and God has made you alive with Christ. How marvellous is the grace of God to make such a provision for guilty and unworthy human beings, and how glad we should be that this is so. If Jesus hadn't risen from the dead, then there would be no hope for anyone. But praise God, he is risen. As I think of the great spiritual significance of Jesus' resurrection, I find myself all the more astonished that God should have done this for us. Those words from Ephesians 2 which teach us about the lifeless condition of everyone without Christ as their saviour, 
make we realise just how essential it was for Jesus to both die and rise again. When I think of my own salvation, I know I could never have saved myself. I was without strength and the ability to do so. As Paul wrote, I was spiritually dead. And we all know that those who are dead can do nothing to change their condition. If I went to a funeral and began to talk to the person who had died, they wouldn't be able to hear me or respond in any way whatsoever. They are lifeless. So it is with everyone before they become a follower of Christ. We were lifeless, but because Jesus rose from the dead, God has worked in us by that same resurrection power to bring us to new life, abundant life, eternal life. And eternal life, by its very nature, will never end. How every believer has cause to praise and magnify God for all that Jesus has accomplished for us. Well, there's much more to learn from the resurrection of Jesus, not least its significance physically, because it was a literal, physical resurrection. So we'll turn to that in our next programme. Remember, you can always write to us if you've any questions, and we'll be very happy to reply. The Serving Today address follows in a few moments. Thank you for being with us, and I look forward to being with you next time. Until then, this is Andrew Cook saying goodbye, and may God bless you. Well, we hope you enjoyed listening to Serving Today, a podcast from the Grace Baptist Mission radio team. There are a number of ways to get in touch. Our email address is servingtoday at gbm.org.uk. Find us on Twitter at servingtodaygbm. Or you can search our web catalogue at www.gbm.org.uk forward slash radio. Thanks for listening and goodbye. Goodbye.